When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Nurse, beautiful move to the net. Great shot, score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback! Cassie left and put the David Clyde in that. What a shot! Top right corner, unbelievable! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. NHL tonight. Late in the first period, Capitals up 1-0 on the Flyers. Wilson with his 19th of the season. Coming up later tonight, Blues taking on the Ducks. The Flames visit Vegas. And Toronto is in Vancouver. Those are the next two opponents for your Edmonton Oilers. The Canucks in town tomorrow night. We have it for you on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 5.30. The game will start at 7. And then the Maple Leafs are here on Saturday. That will be an earlier-than-usual start on a Saturday night. 3.30 face-off show game at 5 o'clock. The Oilers are seven points out of the playoffs. The only game that could affect them tonight is the Vancouver game. If the Canucks win, that would tie the Oilers with 65 points, but the Oilers would have a game in hand, so they would be placed higher in the standings. It is still going to be a very tough ride for the Oilers to make the playoffs. According to the website Sports Club Stats, they are still at 3.7% to get in. They'd probably need a record of 11-3-2, 12-4. Basically, they're going to need 24 of their final 32 points to have a chance. That's not a guarantee to have a chance at the playoffs i got a message earlier today from craig and by the way you can text 63630 the phone number 7804960063 craig said hey reed i always hear you giving out the oilers percentage of making the playoffs well what about their draft lottery odds well fair question because the higher they move up in the standings if they don't make the playoffs they decrease their chances of uh, winning the draft lottery or getting a pick in the top three. So I will update that tonight. Maybe some of you don't want to hear it, or maybe some of you are thinking, you know what, the uh, odds of making the playoffs are so low, should they uh, maybe not always uh, ice an ideal lineup? So they get a better chance of getting a high pick. Anyway, that is at 5%. That is at 5% currently where the Oilers are, their chances of uh, getting the number one pick in the draft lottery. Uh, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. It is unlikely the Oilers will make the uh, postseason, but if they keep playing well, they will pass a couple more teams and uh, further lower their chances of getting the first overall pick. It was 11.5% in 2015 when they got Connor McDavid. Well, Mike B. texting in already. Hey, Reed, how are you today? Just to follow up on your top 50 movies, which movies did you most watch when you worked at Blockbuster? LOL from Mike B. I'll tell you what, Mike. Uh, we were generally not allowed at Blockbuster Video to play movies on the VCRs that 
that uh, fed to the display screens in the store. We had to play the blockbuster promotional video. I believe it was hosted by Entertainment Tonight's Mary Hart, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that was usually on an endless loop that you'd play for about a month until the new video came in. So we didn't generally play movies on the screens at Blockbuster. And even though we had access to free rentals, I wouldn't rent the same movie over and over again. I, I would watch new movies. So I appreciate that, Mike. By the way, great segue into a bit of a story today. Just going to go off the sports path for a second because this is a passion of mine, my history at Blockbuster Video. The Blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon, became the last one in the United States last year. Now it's the last one in the world. The Blockbuster store in Perth, Australia, is closing later this month. I didn't know there was still one down under. A lot of Crocodile Dundee cassettes available there, I'm betting. <laughs> so and, uh, Blockbuster stores in Alaska closed last July. So this will be the one in Bend, Oregon, will be the last Blockbuster in the world. So what we need to do is figure out how we do a show from there. That'd be a cool remote. Inside Sports goes on the road. And we do a show from Bend, Oregon, from the Blockbuster video. There's got to be a way to make that happen this summer. We go down there. We uh, profile some Bend athletes. We uh, talk to some Blockbuster video employees. And, and that's a special edition of Inside Sports. I can't think of a more relevant show to do. They can give you a table up by where the popcorn machine is. I probably and... still have a Blockbuster Video uh, employee shirt somewhere in my closet, somewhere in a box. We used to have the, the, the blue golf shirts with the yellow collar. I must have one. Maybe I had to turn it in. I don't remember. It's been over 20 years since I worked at Blockbuster, but there's still one going. Take that, Netflix. Yeah, the people of Bend don't need you. We drive and or walk to our video store for our entertainment. Dave Leppard texting in. What do you think the chances are of Leon scoring 50 goals this season? Uh, I would say very good. He needs nine in his final 16 games. He basically needs to keep scoring on the pace that he's been scoring at this season, and he'll get to 50. I do think he will do that. This person says, who cares about the draft lotto? I still have faith, and that's all I'm focusing on. That's fair. Somebody asked what the lottery odds were, so I provided them. Craig says, enough of this. I'm one of them, Reed, a fan who thought this team was done and gave no hope of postseason hockey. How about for a change we as fans get behind our team and really get them going with these upcoming home games? Do what we can and create that awesome atmosphere. And you never know, Edmonton. That is from Craig. Hey, I'm with you, man. I want the Oilers to make the playoffs. I want it to be a magical run. But I also feel I would be misleading you if I came on and said, oh, yeah, they're pretty much in. It's going to be extremely difficult for them to get in. And I've been saying that all along, and, and that's, that's actually not an opinion. That's a fact, that they have to play incredibly good hockey and get incredible results, both what they do and what happens in other games. And that's, and that's the thing, and I think I, I said this yesterday, because as of yesterday, it was, it was six points out of the playoffs. Now it's seven. But somebody said to me yesterday uh, off-air, a colleague said, well, six points, that's three wins. Three wins and they're in the playoffs. And I said, well, it actually isn't. It's three wins and three losses by 
Minnesota or Dallas who were who were tied for the wild cards. So there's six things that need to go the Oilers' way, plus you have Arizona and Colorado in between Edmonton and those teams. So the Oilers have to keep winning, and they just need a great combination of losses by the team ahead of them. Now, I am not for an instant telling you not to have faith. As George Michael once told us, you got to have faith. And a jean jacket. But faith first. Jean jacket less important. So faith, very important. But, uh, I, you know, hey, look, if the Oilers were uh, four points ahead of a team for a playoff spot, I'd be telling you they're going to get in, probably going to get in. It's going to be hard, but absolutely have faith. There are some encouraging signs from the team, absolutely. Uh, this texture says, Oregonians have incredible sports teams. I bet Ched Radio would play for the, pay for the trip. Well, I hope so. I sure hope, I sure hope so. Uh, Brother Rob says, uh, hey, guys, can Lucic restructure his contract for a longer term but lower average annual value? Well, no, he cannot. The contracts are guaranteed. Justin says, has Dreisaitl missed any games this season? Uh, No, he's played every game. Adam says, do you think Leon will win the Rocket Richard Trophy? That is a great question. I, I would still say, I mean, look, Ovechkin's got a four-goal lead, so I would have to give him the advantage, Just and he's Ovechkin. I mean, he's proven time and time again. I do think Dreisaitl, at worst, will fit his second for the Rocket Richard, because I, I do think he's going to keep scoring. I just think he is so hot right now and so determined that I do think he's going to get to 50, probably will be edged out by Ovechkin at the end for the Rocket Richard. But still, that's pretty cool that that he's even in that discussion. All right. This texture says, Wow, Blockbuster t-shirts, that's gold. You need to frame that along with your Employee of the Month photo. That is from Jordy. Well, Jordy, I never got Employee of the Month at Blockbuster. I, quite frankly, was too lazy and not committed. We have Fred on line one. Hey, Fred, how's it going? Great, Reed. How about yourself? Good. It's nice to hear from you. Well, I tell you what, I got high and dry the other day at Sunrise Records in West Hampton. Oh, that's always good luck. That's awesome. And I've been blasting it. And you know what else I bought? Because I like my metal, but I also like my Motown. So I bought the Supreme's Greatest Hits, which you can't get enough of. They're, it's just good music. Anyway, if Hitchcock says there's a good shot of us making the playoffs, i got to go with the big guy. Have you looked at the schedules for the other teams? Minnesota has a hellacious schedule coming up. They do. That's true. I I haven't like looked straight through to the end of the year and memorized it, but I always try to look ahead two or three days. And we got. Uh, I looked. I think we got a game with Dallas and Arizona still, right? Yes, Dallas and is here Colorado. March twenty eighth, and they're in Arizona next uh, Saturday. And Colorado is April second, third last game of the so year. Those are three must win games. You win those games. You crawl within probably four or five points. Well, by the time they play Colorado, I think we'll have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Because it's the third last game of the year, right? So either they're, you know, by that point, tied or a point out. I mean, if there's obviously still four points out by the time they play Colorado, they're not getting in with three games left. But yes, they they got to win... They have to win every game against the teams in their neighborhood that they're ahead of in the standings or just behind. They have to win every game. And you know what? 
the way they're playing right now, there's no reason why they can't. Now, I know their home record is terrible. They're going to have to fix that in short order starting tomorrow night. And I hope they stomp the Leafs on Saturday, shut those Leaf fans up. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's still hope here. The glass is always half full, not half empty in this city, right? Thank you, Fred. Hey, my Stanley Cup wants to come out again, and I'll bring we'll, it in. We'll do another video. We'll do another video uh, if, if they, they get in. If they make the playoffs, we'll do it up even bigger and better, Reed. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate it. Michael is up next on the phone lines. This texture says, a blockbuster and George Michael reference to start the show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Show, it's going to be a great show. I can feel it. I can as well. We're back after the break. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Speaking of high and dry, you got me running. Fred's listening to this on vinyl all week long. Some text to 630-630. Sonus in Slave Lake says, I predict Dreisaitl will get 48 goals. McDavid and Dreisaitl will finish second and third in league scoring. Sadly, the tea leaves say that the season will end just two games too short for them to make the playoffs. Vic says, how hard will it be for the Oilers to make the playoffs? If I remember right, they were seven points out before they went on the road. They got seven of ten points. They're still seven points out. Vic, you're bang on. Well, two weeks ago, this is when their 5-1, actually it was two weeks ago yesterday, their 5-1-2 and two run started. They were seven out. They go 5-1-2. and two, They're still seven out. And this texter says, Hey, Reed, you remember a store called Laser Movie on Stony Plain Road? I bought a Pioneer LaserDisc player back in 1992. Cost me $1,600. That is both nostalgic and tragic, that text message. 780-496-0063. Michael is calling in. Hello, Michael. Hey, Reed. How's it going? Is this a hockey question or a comment on owning a LaserDisc player? Yeah, no, no laser disc. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> might be worth the same amount of money nowadays, though, right? It's uh, like a collector's item. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a market out there for not, but that's that was that's a lot of money, man. Anyway, uh, anyways, remember last fall when you made that spiel, that starting spiel crisis in Oil Town with with the uh, yes. Eskimos there, blah blah blah. That I was, do remember that. That was pretty cool. Well, you should come up with the same thing for like for the Oilers making a playoffs, like something. Something catchy. You're kind of a kind of a creative guy. Oh, well, maybe I could come but, up with some for Friday. It'll depend on how the game goes tomorrow. Maybe I could do like uh, a science fiction type theme. I don't know. Uh, I'll they look forward some, to it. They need some help from the the hockey the hockey gods. In maybe I'll create like a hockey god character. That might work. Well, and then you should open it with uh, I don't know who sings that song, but. Like, what, how's it go? Stand back, non-believers, or the rain will never come? Like, if you could change the words around a little bit, like, all the non-believers that don't think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs, like, 
stand back. Like, let we need some good mojo going there. Well, that's true. They need some wins on home ice too. Yeah, true enough. But yeah, okay. Well, I look forward to uh, your come up with something good. Okay, I'll try to come up something for for uh, Friday. I'll get writing, and I got to. I don't edit those. I got to give it to somebody else. You think I could actually put those together, Michael? I think not. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Thanks for calling. You spell check. Okay. Thanks, Michael. That's Michael. That's uh, 780-496-0063. Linden says if Dreisaitl continues scoring at his current pace, he will just get to 50 or 51. If he keeps scoring at the pace he's on over the last 17 games or so, he'll have closer to 50, 50, uh, have closer to 55. Uh, it's nice to have something to cheer for. Go, Leon. Still hoping for the playoffs, too. That is for Linden. And uh, Ted says, a while back on your show, it was discussed how the Oilers were a few bounces away from a better record. You pointed out that the same could be said towards a worse record. Yes, we've won a few lately, but we've had luck too. The Anaheim and the last game come to mind. I'd absolutely love for them to sneak in, but the odds suggest otherwise, unfortunately. That is from uh, Ted. And yeah, a couple weeks ago, someone texted. This was when the Oilers, before they went on this nice little run, and they were five points out of last place. They were five ahead of Ottawa. And somebody said, you know, with a break or two, they could jump in. And I said, we got to remember, though, the Oilers have had three games where they were on the verge of losing in regulation, and they've tied it with the goalie pole. St. Louis, and they won on a shootout. Florida, and they won on a shootout. And Arizona, and they lost in a shootout. So those were games they were on the verge of getting zero points, and they, they came up with a total of five. So, and, and yes, I, I think they've had some breaks lately. The Pominville Oddity. The Pominville Oddity. That'd be a good movie. And the goalie interference for Anaheim and even the high stick against Ottawa. But in the end, they are where they are. I think they, they're probably where they should be. Rob Brown's going to check in after the 6.30 news. You're listening to 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Capitals up 2-0 on the Flyers early in the second period. Coming up later, Toronto at Vancouver, Calgary at Vegas, and the Blues visiting the Ducks. Oilers and Canucks at Rogers Place tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show on 6.30, Chad. The game will start at 7. Dry Seidel on fire for the Oilers, up to 41 goals on the season. And Ken Hitchcock says, here's one of the ways Leon is doing it. Thing that's common with the top guys is they know how to hide outside coverage and he's really good at that he he knows he knows how to hide and then comes into the scoring area when the puck's coming there and you see a lot of guys that bulwark it in the front of the net or they they work from the slot but leon doesn't play that way he comes into the scoring areas as the shots coming in there so he's hard to locate and he scored so many goals this year where you know he's arriving as the puck's going towards the net, so he's he's in a better position than the guys defending because the guys defending have lost coverage. And to me, that's the biggest common denominator is that you can't find these guys because they know how to hide. And and uh, you know any of the guys that I've had that are unique scorers like that that that's a common trait. 
A little bit there from Ken Hitchcock. Reed Wilkins with you at 635 Inside Sports on 630 Chad, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the airwaves my colleague on the face-off show and overtime open line NHL legend Rob Brown. Rob, great to talk to you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Now that I've been, I found out I'm a legend, I appreciate that. Well, what else do I call you? Former well, NHLer sounds weak. Yeah, so, you know, let's stay with legend for a while. Yeah, well, I like it. We'll ride it out until <laughs> someone tells us otherwise. Hey, I wanted to play that clip from Hitch. I, I love how he put that, and it's it's kind of funny to hear him put it that way. Leon Dreisaitl is one of the biggest guys on the Oilers. Like, he's he's a big man, uh, and he scores almost all the time. But but, <laughs> but he says he, he hides out. So, what like, when you hear that, what, what does that mean to you, and how does a guy that size and that targeted by the opposition, how can he still hide out and find those spots? Well, we used to call it the quiet zone. You'd find open ice, just a quiet zone, which is in between coverage. Uh, I guess in a football analogy, when they're playing zone coverage, you find a soft spot in the zone, and you sit and wait there. Uh, I mean, you look at all the great goal scorers. Every time Washington comes to town, all right, we've got to make sure we take away Ovechkin. When Winnipeg comes to town, take away Line A. Yet at the end of the night, they've got five or six shots and usually have a goal or two. Everyone knows what you're supposed to do, know you're supposed to cover them, but the smart hockey players, the goal scorers, they find areas of the ice that is just in between. It's in between the winger's man and the defenseman's man. It's in between the centerman's man and, and the defenseman's man. So they kind of just get lost. And the, the, the best I ever saw was, was Brett Hall. He would just get lost. You knew he was going to score 85 goals a season, yet he'd be on the ice and no one would be covering because he found that quiet area where it's just nobody knows exactly whose man that is. And you wait there, and then you pounce. Either the puck comes to you, or from there, as Hitch was alluding to, from there, now you jump into a spot, and when you jump in, nobody's prepared for you. And like we said, they, like people know, like Dreisaitl obviously hasn't surprised anybody. People have known he's a good player. Other teams know he's one of the three main Oilers you have to shut down. But that's what makes the greats the greats, is, is they keep doing it. And I talked to Alex Chason about a month ago, Rob, and, and as we've heard with Alex's clips, he's, he's very well-spoken and he is very thoughtful and explains the game. And he said, he goes, I know I'm not scoring, I'm still trying to contribute. This was before he broke his slump a couple of games ago. And he said, I got those 17 goals and my shooting percentage is 44% or whatever it was for a while. And he said, I just have no room anymore. I cross the blue line and there's a guy on me and I get close to the net and my stick is tied up. I'm getting hooked. I'm getting the little holds on my stick. The guys are slashing my hands. So, I mean, that's the great thing about Leon is, is they know he's now a primary shooter for the Oilers and he's still doing it, whereas a guy like Chason now has a little more trouble fighting through some of that stuff. Well, and that's the difference between Leon, who's going to finish in the top ten in scoring, and Alex Chason, who came to camp as a PTO tryout. Uh, the skill level between the two is considerably different uh the way they think the game is different and that's nothing against alex we're talking about leon dreisaitl who's you know top 10 forward in the national hockey league this year uh the great ones know how to be great at the right times and that's the thing about leon and connor but we're talking about leon now when leon scores a goal he's not scoring the fifth and sixth goal in a 6-1 victory 
He's scoring the one that ties it up later. He's getting the first goal of the game. He's scoring the overtime winner. Leon seems more invested in a game the closer the game is. And that's what you want with your star players, guys that get better in important parts of the hockey game. Rob Brown joining us on Inside Sports. We have the Oilers and the Canucks tomorrow. So Dreisaitl on this incredible tear. Uh, what is he up to now? 17 points, nine of them goals over the course of an 11-game point streak. The Oilers have finally won three in a row for the first time since the second week of December. I will throw this one at you, Rob. And given what we have seen the last couple of years, this one might be hard to answer. Uh, and this year against Vancouver in three games the Canucks already have five out of a possible six points the Oilers just have two they have not beat the Canucks in regulation time this year they didn't do great against them last year either and Vancouver hasn't been a great team why do you think that the Canucks have been such a pesky opponent for the Oilers really since uh, Trent Green took over as head coach at the start of last season well his teams are hard-working teams and I think in, in most of the games the Vancouver Canucks have outworked the Oilers. I think it's as simple as that. The Canucks, uh, in a lot of those games, too, were beat up. They, they had a ton of injuries, including top players being hurt. Yet they came in with a just a thought process. Is we're just going to work as hard as we can, and at the end of the night, we'll see what happens. And at the end of the night, they've gotten good goaltending, and their work ethic has been stronger than the Oilers. And that's, I mean, for the last couple of years, I think that has been... Uh, uh, a detriment in the Oilers game is that they're a team that uh, tries to outskill you but wasn't willing to pay the price in other areas. I think as of late, we're seeing the Oilers have a determination and a, a compete battle that has been much better than it has been most of the season. They're having success. I will go out on a limb right now here and say the Oilers are going to win tomorrow. I think Vancouver is too banged up right now, and I think the Oilers are playing too well right now for Vancouver to win. But I think up until this year, and the reason the Canucks have had success they got a coach that preaches hard work, and the Oilers have had a hard time playing against teams that outwork them. By the way, it's now 4 nothing. Capitals leading the Flyers five and a half minutes into the second period, and Ovechkin has scored his 46th, so he goes five up on uh, Leon Dreisaitl. In, in, and, you know, people were texting, like, it, it actually is, it's not out of this world that Leon could win the Rocket Richard. I would say I would still favor Ovechkin because he has a lead, and he's Ovechkin. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, Leon is scoring all the big goals for the Oilers, scores almost every game, a couple of shorthanded goals on the road trip, so he's finding a lot of ways to do it. Rob, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum, and I, I do the odds at the start of every show, and I do it on the face-off show. Uh, we, know, we know it's a long shot for Edmonton, but they're, they're still alive. they got to keep playing at this pace. Besides the big three, give me a couple guys who usually aren't in the headlines who are going to have to be key contributors for the Oilers, whether it's Koskinen, whether it's Sekera back in the lineup, whether it's Gagne trying to inject a little bit of veteran presence and some energy about being back in Edmonton. Who are a couple of guys you're going to look to and say these guys have to be noticed, even if they don't score, they have to be noticed if the Oilers are able to keep it going? Well, uh, there's probably, well, there's a whole bunch of them, but three that stick out for me, obviously Koskinen. The Oilers are not going to get by with average to good goaltending. They have to have excellent goaltending. They still, even with their six defensemen they got in the lineup right now that are the ones that they wanted from day one of the season, they give up great A scoring chances more than they should. Koskinen needs to be very good to great 
each night. So he's number one. Number two on the back end is Larson. He has not had a good year. Uh, he's not played like we've seen him play the last couple of years. They're going to need him to be very good because the Oilers are going to play against some teams coming down the stretch that have very high-end skill. And he's in a shutdown role as a shutdown defenseman. He's got to shut the other team's best players down. He's got to play a little nasty, a little mean. They need him to be the Larson that we saw before. And the other one, uh, to me, is, is Milan Lucic. And I don't even think of it as an offensive thing they need him to be. I think they need him to be menacing. They need him to be uh, a little scary out there. He has got to have the other team's defensemen worried every time he's on the ice. He's got to have them throwing the puck away because he's worried about, they're worried about the physicality of him. If Milan Lucic plays that physical, uh, intimidating type of hockey he's capable of playing, he doesn't need to score the rest of the year. I mean, he's playing third or fourth line minutes, but in those third and fourth line minutes, he can change the complexion of the game, and we've seen him do that with a huge hit or a big fight or, or a great forecheck, something along those lines that can either keep momentum going or change the momentum in a hockey game. Rob, I just want to tee this up before I let you go, because in the next hour of the show, I'm going to bring on a colleague of mine who works at CGOB in Winnipeg, Christian O'Mell, and he recently, you're going to love this, Rob, because I know you love these types of stories and guys that get out and do something like this. He skated in the last two and a half months on every outdoor rink in Winnipeg. <laughs> and it wasn't warm in Winnipeg the last two and a half Oh, my. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Um, that, that's cool. He probably is not dating anybody, but that is really, really neat. <laughs> I, I give him credit. He's got to have uh, very cold feet if he's going out. I mean, I go out every once in a while, not as much as I used to with my, my son out to outdoor rinks, and it, it's chilly. And Winnipeg, it'd be very, very cold. I give him credit. That's a, that is a really, really cool story. I give him credit for that. Um, wow. Good for him. He, he's coming up after 7 o'clock. Rob, thanks for checking in, man. I look forward to seeing you in Studio 9 to 9 tomorrow night. We're going to have fun. Sounds good, Reed. Take care. That is Rob Brown, our Inside the Game analyst for our Oilers broadcast here on 6.30 Chet. So uh, he says Koskinen, obviously goaltender. Larson and Lucic are going to have to be noticeable every night for Edmonton, besides the big three, obviously, if uh, they are going to keep this run going and give themselves a shot at the playoffs as we move down the stretch. You know, obviously the the disparity in the play between home and road for the Oilers has been pretty noticeable this season. They do have a better road points percentage than at home. Wasn't always the case, but they've only won four of their last 16 at Rogers Place. Hitch has said they have to play with a little more patience on home ice. I, I asked him what he meant by that today. It's in this term, I always use work for space rather than look for space. And um, you know, we've We've been guilty at home of, of looking for space rather than fighting for space. When we go on the road, uh, we're willing to stay with it. We're willing to work. We're willing to have that type of disposition on the ice. And that's what we've got to see here is these are going to be, it doesn't matter right now if you're in the playoffs or out of the playoffs, you're either fighting for a playoff spot or you're fighting for a job. Either way, these are all like single elimination playoff games. You look at all the games on television last night, they, there was some great hockey. And some teams are in and some teams are out. And 
some teams are auditioning young players. Like you watch what the Rangers are doing. They gave Dallas fits yesterday. They were a really good team yesterday. New Jersey's missing six guys. They go in and, and, and take it to a shootout. Those are the games you're going to have to play in. And for us, our, our best game is when we check. Check for chances, check for scoring opportunities, check to keep the puck. And when we have that attitude, we're good. And that's what I want to bring from the road to home is just stay with that part of the game. And, and, and I, th I really believe with this team, the harder we check, the more we score. And I think we've proven that over time here. All right, so there's what Hitch is looking for tomorrow when they take on the Vancouver Canucks. We have uh, David on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the phone line when we get back, 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. This portion of the show is presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 780-4FAMILY or check them out online, furnacefamily.com. By the way, now 5 nothing Capitals leading the Flyers. They are halfway through the second period. Somebody texted earlier and said, Gritty won't be happy. He will not be happy. By any means. And uh, the Flyers had Brian Elliott start that game. Cam Talbot now in. And uh, he's been beaten on one of the two shots that he has faced so far this evening. David, on line one. David, what's going on? I just wanted to check to see if Hathaway got uh, suspended. Uh, no, he didn't. That was that for that play. Was that Saturday or Sunday? When was that? No, Monday. That's where he slammed the guy's head into the boards. Yes. Uh, I, be I don't think they even reviewed that, did they? Well, they uh, gave him uh, no, uh, there game. Was no, there was no hearing. Yeah, there wasn't even a hearing. So are you... There's something wrong with the uh, guy that runs it, that George Paris. Did he get too many hits in the head? Well, I think... Uh, you know what, David? I, I've questioned the consistency of how they've done the, the discipline. Um, you know what? If you want to give McDavid two games, if that's the rule for a hit to the head, okay, yeah. then let's make it consistent. If you hit a guy in the head with a stick, like Malkin did, give him two games. If Wayne Simmons uh, hits a guy and drives his head into the glass, give him two games. But yeah, do they, you remember I don't know. Uh, when Caudry uh, got suspended? Uh, pardon me. Say again. Caudry. When Caudry got two minutes for the cross-check in the back of the guy's head. Do you remember that? Uh, was that earlier this year or was that last year? That was this year. Uh, yes, and I... Well, are you talking about Caudry or Jujar? Caudry. I don't remember that one specifically. Not Caudry, but Kara. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Jujar Kara. Yes, I do remember that. That was, you know, I mean, that was suspendable. That was suspendable for sure. Yeah, yeah, two games, but the same day, uh, Hathaway actually hit Bishop in the head with a shoulder. 
Yeah, I, and that's supposed to be, and that's supposed to be a suspension. I, I, David, you're you're preaching to the choir here, and he got two minutes. Bishop tried to stay in the game, and he had to leave. Right. And uh, is is it because Edwards is part of the, the NHL executive? Well, I would hope not. That shouldn't come into it. Uh, discipline oh, yeah. should be discipline. He has to wonder about that. Because uh, here you got half a goon in in uh, halfway. He wasn't ha- uh, the the goon that Paris was. And so, here these guys get away with murder, and a guy makes a good, good play and he gets suspended. Well, you know what? I I'm I'm confused too. I'm confused too, David. And I I think that if they're gonna call. If you know what, if they're going to make videos on why players are suspended, maybe they should make a video on why they aren't suspended, and it'll help educate. Well, that's us. my way of thinking because they should, should, said they don't want Paris coming on and and explaining what he's done. Well, the guy probably isn't capable of explaining what he's doing. Well, maybe. I mean, I think he's a pretty smart guy, but I, I think there's some. Oh. It's inconsistent. Like I said, I mean, like if you want to suspend McDavid, that that's fine. You know, make make all headshots two games, but then you have to make. And what about uh, Gudis? Yeah. Gudis uh, hit Kucherov over the head with his stick. Yeah. You know, got a couple games, and he's done stuff. Well, before. who was the guy that actually cross-checked uh, uh, Cargoyano in the face with the stick? I never heard of a suspension there either. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I I can't remember everything, but. There's been oh, there, a lot there's of... all sorts of things. I, I watched uh, this past weekend, and there was a fight, and the guys hit each other in the face a few times, and nobody ever had to sit in that room. When you get hit, oh, you know what? Good. You know what? Rob says that all the time. That every time there's a fight, both guys should have to go to the quiet room because should. the point of a fight is trying to hit another guy in the head so hard you. Injured. Yeah, you put him in that room. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> put him out for the game. Uh, who was that that hit Cogliano? Uh, was it a Chicago guy? It, it might have been. I'm uh, just trying to think. But I I know this, this one uh, with Hathaway was just terrible. Well, and that's why people like you get confused, and me too, David. Thanks for well, calling, I buddy. I a rule book uh, about a year or two ago and uh, because uh, the, uh, they were so... Uh, inconsistency in their calls. I'm talking about the officials. And maybe they bought, bought in George Paris to uh, uh, run this thing so uh, the officials look better. <laughs> David, thanks. thanks for checking in, buddy. Call any time, okay? Okay. That is David at 780-496-0063. We will get to that story. Uh, a colleague at CGOB in Winnipeg over the last about two and a half months, skated on every outdoor rink in that city. Pretty cool when we get back. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.